When I see a, a young man walking his girlfriend into an abortion clinic with his pajama pants on, his SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> pajama pants on, that gets under my skin. I am yours, I am yours, I am yours. Send me Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. Yours, in this episode, we're going to talk about balancing truth and grace in pro-life ministry. It's not an easy balance, but we believe the Bible gives us some good principles. So stick with us as we talk through those principles. Send me, Lord. I felt your passion. Touched your heart. Use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. We wanted to do an episode about balancing truth and grace when we're confronting evil. And, you know, of course, we're confronting the evil of abortion. I believe it's the biggest evil in our day and age that all Christians are called to confront in some way, shape, or form. We're confronting that on a regular basis on the sidewalks in front of the abortion clinic. Mm -hmm. Some of you guys are confronting that evil in other contexts, and we appreciate that. But we wanted to talk about the balance of truth and grace. We're Mm -hmm. called to speak the truth of God's Word, and we're called to do it in grace. Paul mm-hmm. says that we should speak the truth uh, seasoned with grace. Mm-hmm. We should speak the truth in such a way that imparts grace to the hearer mm-hmm. at one part. Yeah. Uh, at one point, Paul says yeah. that. And I believe, by God's grace, that over the years, I've certainly learned how to balance that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one man said, if it's all truth and no grace, you become a bully. If it's all grace and no truth... Um, you become a compromiser, something like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. paraphrasing exactly. I'm sure I get the some point. Pithy, catchy right. way to say right. it. It's good, but you get the point. Yeah. Um, so we, we're called to to do both. Mm-hmm. We're, we're called to extend grace. We're called to speak truth. Mm-hmm. And again, I think we've learned that. We've learned that dynamic by mm-hmm. you know making the mistake of of being maybe too one way mm-hmm. or another, or hearing others. Yeah, being exactly. Yeah, you know, I mentioned to you. Um, about how, you know, out in the, the social media sphere and just some of the, the circles that, that we run in and that we uh, are connected to, we see folks who maybe are in front of an abortion clinic or whatever context, and they're, you know, all truth and just stand out in front and just preach and doesn't matter how it's received. I'm just going to come there and I'm going right. to say abortion's murder. It's right. wrong. It's sin. And, you know, I'm not I'm not the accuser against that person. They're right. preaching the truth. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that. And then, you know, I also see folks who, you know, it's the focus is on the women and the focus is on, hey, you know, I know you're a victim of your circumstances. Almost like the women are, are victims. And we've dealt with that, right. that subject before. Yeah. And it seems like there's somewhere in the middle, like with mm-hmm. a lot of the things that mm-hmm. we deal with, <laughs> um, that the Lord wants us to be somewhere in the middle on that balancing. Right. And it's, it, and it is a balancing act because yeah. I can tend to be more on the hard side. And yeah. more on the, you know, the wrath of God, the judgment of God. And mm-hmm. again, I'm not saying that it's wrong. We need to talk about the wrath of God. We need to talk about the judgment of God. We need to talk about hell. There are times where yeah. we need to mention the uh, impending judgment that comes on those who resist God's truth. Yeah. Right? So I'm certainly not against that. I'm not speaking against that. But the Lord has helped me to balance out uh, the message and to bring kind of both angles to bear to those uh, they're going into abortion clinics. Right. As, as we were thinking about this, I was looking up some passages and just thinking about, well, what does the Bible have to say in regards to that balance? Yeah. And and for me, it's it's not only the balance of 
positive and negative mm-hmm. in a sense, uh, because there might be truths that are positive truths. Yeah. Um, but there are negative truths. There are. You know, absolutely. going to hell is one of those kind of uh, negative uh, truths yeah, that if, if you continue in willful disobedience. But, um, but also the timing of when those truths should be spoken. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest verses in the Bible about timing is in Ecclesiastes. Okay. Um, that, that Ecclesiastes 3, just the first verse is, is probably enough. Yeah. Ecclesiastes yeah. 3, 1. Did you did For you everything there is a season, yeah. and a time for every matter under heaven. And yeah. of course, we, we know that. There's been songs written There's about that. Songs. <laughs> Secular That's songs. Right. Another right. passage that comes to mind for me, which mm-hmm. I find myself quoting this a lot, uh-huh. as a matter of fact, recently uh-huh. I have, quoting it to myself and to others, okay. is uh, Proverbs. You know, Proverbs, Book of Wisdom, gives us mm-hmm. some just real practical wisdom. Here it says in Proverbs 27, verse 14, He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted as a curse to him. And so what's that telling us? Wrong time, wrong place. <laughs> Listen, there can be... You're, and tone too, you yeah. know, loudly. Oh, yeah. right. So there might be folks that imagine that, you know, I guess not too long ago, I was like this. Our tone doesn't matter. You know, Jesus got angry sometimes. He had an angry yeah. tone sometimes. Yeah. And I would justify an angry tone and an angry demeanor mm-hmm. um, and use scripture. But mm-hmm. I think this scripture really confronted me in this. He who blesses his friend, and this is a blessing. So this yeah. is you know, a little different. So it's but, a good thing, though. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. So you can say a good thing right. too loud yeah. <laughs> and at the wrong time. And it's not received. And it's not received very right. well. Imagine so, a bad thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I imagine, you know, and listen, we go out to abortion clinics. We, we do ministry with good intentions. We want to see God glorified. We want to see people save their babies. We want to see mm-hmm. people turn to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right, so we have good intentions, and it's a good message. We're yeah. bringing this blessing of God's truth, but if you do it in an obnoxious tone, where you're just loud, you're just out there to make noise, mm-hmm. and you do it at the wrong time, you know you could get yourself punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you can also just be completely rejected. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, balancing again, I think we we do have to balance. Because there is a, a pragmatism that the modern church has embraced where, you know, it's almost like we're willing to compromise the truth of God's Word just to get people to hear what we have to say. And you know, I'm not talking about that. Right. But there are some practical, uh, practically wise things that we can do that will, will help us get the message across in a more effective way. Sure. Um, so, you know, not being obnoxious and yeah. loud. Yeah. Now, you know, we get loud. Right, we have to raise our voice across the parking lot at the abortion clinic. We mm-hmm. use amplified sound, mm-hmm. but we do want to make sure our tone is inviting. Right. So how do you how do you balance that? You know, you you want to invite them to come over and talk to you, but also you're not just like it's not just something you 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 might want to consider. You're commanded to tell people the truth. So how do you right. balance inviting them, but also telling them abortion is murder? Right. And that's right. really at least from my heart, my goal with this podcast is how to balance those two mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Holy Spirit is is going to hopefully guide us in that. But yeah. another another thing I was thinking in terms of balance is uh, exactly what, what you've talked about, um, but also the, the balance of what appear to be almost conflicting concepts 
that we're introducing out mm-hmm. there in in on the sidewalk specifically, but all of us in the in the pro life movement. So, was, what I mean by that are 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 things like mercy, yeah, or God's love, yeah, versus justice or God's wrath, yeah, absolutely. Both are critical. Mm-hmm. Both are issues that are um, a component of approaching an abortion minded mindset. Yeah, absolutely, and, and hopefully confronting and and altering that to be more in yeah. line with what God would have them do. Um, another one is faith versus fear. Yeah. Those are conflicting things that are, f- fear, I think, is a major driver towards abortion. Yeah, yeah. You know, we I wrote an article about fear, about mm-hmm. the fear, the spirit of fear that many women come to an abortion clinic that they're under, mm-hmm. and how we, you know, contradict that with faith and bring the truth of what God's word says rather than the fear that the flesh, the world and the enemy bring to bear. Yeah. But, but you know, in to the abortion minded woman, the obstacles that are raising that fear is very real to her. Absolutely. And so that's an important thing for us to recognize is how do we address what is in many cases, realistically causing fear and help them to refocus on faith, yeah, which is going to drive a, a better decision, a more godly decision. Right. And then a third area that I was thinking about was enemies of God becoming enemies of God through our actions mm-hmm. and, and our beliefs, or becoming friends of God. Yeah. Are we friends of God? And again, I think that's very relevant yeah. in, at the at the abortion center but in the pro-life movement just when we're confronting the evil of abortion. Both can be true. Yeah. A, an unrepentant person in willful disobedience with God has become his enemy and that probably needs to be expressed. Yeah. And that that would be similar in in the justice wrath versus the mercy yeah, yeah. and love of God. Yeah, no, as believers, uh, just because we have a, a certain disposition to be maybe more inclined, you know, be, maybe be more of the, for lack of a better term, the prophetic type mm-hmm. that want to just deliver the mail. You know, it's, it's said right. the prophets, they just deliver the mail and they don't care how it's opened, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. whether you open it or not. You know, an evangelist or, or a pastoral sort of heart wants to wants to help you open the mail, you know, yeah. wants to help you along through. And so balancing that is important. Mm-hmm. And... Again, I, I think I've mentioned I'm I'm sort of on the prophetic side. I want to bring the you know the judgment of God and understanding. Um, really, you know, once we grab the reality, once it gets in our hearts, the reality of what's going on inside of that abortion clinic, yeah. we can justify a lot of things that we mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. But you know, on the other end of the spectrum is again the, the the mercy and the position of of mercy and kindness to the point. You know, I've seen people, and I know you've seen it too that will call out to a woman going into an abortion clinic, you know, if you do this, God will forgive you. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, nah, that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's not what we should be saying either. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think you should be saying, you know, if you do this, God's going to put you in hell. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that's what I want them to hear going into the door. And mm-hmm. I don't want them to hear if you do this, God will forgive you. Yeah. You know, actually both of those statements are, have some truth to them, yeah, right? That's right. I mean, that's, that's the apparent contradiction yeah, yeah. and, and, but it's based on, on what, what their choices are and, exactly, and, and yeah. where their faith ends up ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately it does. Placed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if, if they have an abortion, will mm-hmm. God forgive them? Well, we talked about forgiveness in, <laughs> in a previous podcast yeah. 
and certainly we need to be talking about forgiveness. But God won't forgive them if they don't repent, if they yeah. don't truly turn to Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, since that's true and it's not true, yeah. um, will God put them in hell? Well, if they don't repent, yes, he will. Yeah. But he will not if they do repent, but that's they trust right. in him. So right. it's, you know, what balances these two yeah. things? What balances these two things is the word of God. Yeah. And, and us bringing, as far as from our lips to their hearts, bringing a message that's balanced requires for us to humble ourselves in some areas. You know, I've had to humble myself in, myself in some areas, mm-hmm. especially dealing with the men. I mean, it, it, it irks me to no end. <laughs> let me, let me yeah. just tell you. When I see a, a young man mm-hmm. walking his girlfriend into an abortion clinic with his pajama pants on, his SpongeBob Square right. pants, pajama <laughs> pants on, that gets under my skin. I want yeah. to go over there and thump him in the head and right. say, be a man. Right. You're not, you know, yeah. I, w- I want to call out his manhood, right? right? And that's, that's oh, man, it just yeah. gets me. And I want to bring to bear the wrath of God and tell him he's destined for hell, mm-hmm. you know, and give him, you know, Revelation 21.8. <laughs> All cowards will find their part in the lake of fire. Right. And I've done that. Uh-huh. And I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but if I do it in just an angry tone, about guaranteed it's going to be received and going to be reciprocated in an angry tone. Right, you know, right. we say in our trainings, your tone will set the tone. If you have an angry tone, then you expect to get angry responses from people. Exactly. Exactly. So you need wisdom yeah, in, in how to approach this issue. And, and where do we, I guess that's a good place to start. Well, where do we get wisdom? Yeah. There's where do we get lots wisdom? Of great, <laughs> lots of great verses. There is. About, about it. Here, well, you know, Proverbs that, is the book of wisdom. Right. And I had been doing for our sidewalk counselors here locally, which I've kind of dropped off on this and I need to start back, what I've called wisdom for the sidewalk, just doing a little five-minute video yeah. um, for our sidewalk counselors to encourage them from the book of Proverbs, because mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs has really got in my in my mess and, and, and helped me to sort through some of that stuff. You know, yeah. some Proverbs, there's a proverb that says, um, uh, it's honorable for a man to stop striving, to stop trying to start a fight, because any fool can start a quarrel. Yeah. And that really got yeah. in, in into right. my, my business uh, some years ago, because, yeah. you know, as men, we don't want to back down from a fight. And we're in front of an abortion clinic, and we're calling out a man who's walking his girlfriend in with his SpongeBob Square pants, <laughs> pajama pants on. <laughs> You know, and it's like, oh, and I want to just hit him hard. Yeah. And I'm starting, I'm basically going to start a fight with this guy because right. I'm going to call it his manhood. And the Bible says, you know what? I don't need to be starting fights with people. I need to be sharing the truth of God's word and right. letting the Holy Spirit do his job, That's which right. is to bring conviction. It's not my job to right. bring conviction and to call out their man, uh, their man, co- right. uh, their manhood and take their man card from them. Right. It's the Holy Spirit's job to bring conviction. Yeah. So one of these things that we need, that we're going to be talking about is trusting the Holy Spirit to do his work. Right. Not only in them, but in us. In, yeah, absolutely. In giving us the wisdom and the guidance in, in how we deal with each of these issues. So maybe we could get into some practical yeah. verses in, in, in each of the major, I think we had three major areas that are apparent dichotomies. And I use yeah. the word apparent because right. they never are truly, like, they're not contradictions. The right, Bible, yeah. it, it, it's like you said, there's a, and like Ecclesiastes says, in, at, a cert, at the proper time and place, each of these concepts are appropriate yeah, and, and important to be expressed. So the first one is mercy or love, God's yeah. love, versus justice or the wrath of God on yeah. those who are, they're murdering their children. Yeah. So how do we know when and how much love to speak or mercy to speak? 
and how much to express, hey, you're in danger of bringing the wrath of God on you, and you really do not want that to happen. Yeah, yeah. And again, those those two truths are biblical realities. And for both sure. need to be yeah. stated, right? Yeah, I believe that they do. You know, there's a there's a scripture, um, and this is comes from the book of Isaiah, but it's quoted also in Matthew chapter 12, mm-hmm. uh, which I'll read just real quick. Okay. Um, it's verse 20, so Matthew 12 and verse 20, and it says, A bruised reed, this is talking about Jesus, A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoking flax he will not quench, till he sends forth justice to victory. And in his name, Gentiles will trust. And I won't break down all of that, but basically that point with a bruised reed, he will not break, a smoking flax, he will not quench. Mm. And that scripture some years ago struck my heart is, you know, if people are already broken, if they're already bruised, if they're already humbled, Mm -hmm. then you don't need to humble them further. Yeah. You know, Ray Comfort in his teaching uh, about sharing the gospel, he's talking about law to the proud and grace to the humble. The yeah. law humbles people. Right. But if they're already humbled, you know, so if I see a mom going in and she's got tears in her eyes and she's obviously overcome with the shame of what she's about to do, the conviction mm-hmm. of what she's about to do, probably not going to yell out to her, you're going to hell if you do this. Probably right. not going to do that. Right. Probably not going to yell out to her, abortion is murder. I'm probably yeah. going to try to uh, compel her to come over and talk to one of the ladies on the sidewalk. Hey, yeah. we're here to offer help. You yeah. don't have to do this. I might speak in in just terms that are going to impart grace to her. Mm-hmm. You can be a mother. You can do the things that it takes to be a mother for this child. You can do it. You know, I'll, I'll speak those, I guess, you know, positive truths right. to her Yeah, because she's already broken. Right. You know, yeah. same way if a woman's coming out after she had the abortion mm-hmm. and her heart is broken and she's got tears in her eyes and we see that a lot where yeah, they come out do. and you know they go in they're not you know, they're not wanting to talk to us they're they've got their middle finger up or whatever mm-hmm. and then they come out and their hearts are broken i'm not going to i'm not going to add insult to injury as as they say i'm not going to yeah. kick her while she's down yeah. Yeah. i'm going to share with her about the mercy now i will say hey you got to recognize that you've taken the life of your baby Mm-hmm. But there's a God in heaven who's merciful if you mm-hmm. would turn to Him. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna offer the mercy of God. That's gonna be the the most pronounced thing that I'm gonna be talking about in that situation. Yeah. yeah so the Holy Spirit and your just common sense has guided you into which approach is most effective for that bruised reed. Yeah. And on the other hand, and we've all seen the moms that walk in giving us the finger, swearing up a storm, saying they don't want they they want to go to hell as long as they won't be anywhere where. We might be, yeah. you know, yeah, we hear that. I, we're going to approach them differently. I'm afraid that in, for them, I would be less likely to begin with a softer, more positive message. And I might go, I, I often will say, you, don't mock God. You're yeah. in danger when, when you're mocking God. This is not funny. And, you know, I'll, 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 I'll be harsher probably. Yeah. Um, it, in general. Like you said, I I would rather begin with a positive message. But there are some people that will just laugh that off. Their hearts are so hard. And the Holy Spirit reveals that to us. And sometimes it's just, just you can't miss it. It's just just so obvious. And, you know, there is this dynamic of that it's kind of a human mechanism sometimes for them to use 
you know, laughing it off, mocking, and that right. s- that sort of stuff yeah. to kind of really yeah. cover up the conviction that they're feeling. You know, most yeah. of the time, I think it was John Wesley that said, you know, I'd rather have people. You know, he's preaching in in England. He's having a lot of opposition. Of course, a lot of good fruit too. Yeah. He'd say, I'd rather have people yelling and screaming, spitting at me, than people that are just ignoring me because at least I know they're hearing. Yeah. And, yeah, and and I you agree know, with that. Yeah, I totally and we see that. that. We see people going into the abortion yeah. centers, and some of them are mocking. Some of mm-hmm. them want to come out and, and, and tell us what for and how. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a gauge, though, that they're hearing us, you know, on, on last Saturday. As a matter of fact, Francine, one of our volunteers, is out there, and she was using the uh, the megaphone and, and reaching this one lady. And for a little bit, that lady was just sitting there at her car. It didn't seem like she was hearing. And then she started yelling back at Francine some mm-hmm. things and mm-hmm. saying some not-so-nice things. And Francine, hey, that's a good gauge. At least I know she can hear me because right. the pro-abortion people were blasting music trying right. to drown us out. Yeah. And she's like, that's really encouraging. She could hear me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. She was hearing. Yeah. She was responding. Uh, she didn't respond positively. Um, and so you know, this is where... You know, for us as believers in Jesus, where we really need to be constantly in the Word, constantly in fellowship with God, because sometimes He can help you see through some of that. Sometimes it's just they're just prideful and they're just angry. Sometimes it's just a covering for brokenness that's right. there, yeah. and the Lord can help us to sort through that yeah. that sort of stuff. And this verse from James two thirteen, I think, guides you when you really are a little bit unsure. Yeah, which do I show? Yeah, mercy. Judgment, help me hear the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Well, he gives us this verse that I think is a, a great verse. Yeah, to, yeah, and I'll read it here. It's James 2, here. 13, okay. right? For judgment is without mercy to the one who shows no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Yeah. And that speaks, of course, to, you know, I think first and foremost, God's disposition toward yeah. lost human beings. You know, yeah. is is it true that every human being deserves the judgment and the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah. all deserve the wrath of God. There is mm-hmm. none good, no, not one. We've right. all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If God were to take us all out right now mm-hmm. and put us all in hell, we'd it'd be he'd be it's perfectly justified because it's what we deserve. Yep. Yeah, but God's disposition toward lost humanity is one of mercy. Mm-hmm. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mm-hmm. The Scripture says, God does not delight that even the wicked should perish. Right. And yeah. and so God's position, God's disposition toward humanity is one of mercy. He desires mercy, but yeah. He's also, of course, a God of justice. Yeah, yeah. So I can't. I think the, the practical takeaway of, of that one is, if you're unsure, always mercy yeah. is, is important. But don't be afraid to share... The truth of God's judgment, because if there is only mercy extended and people truly don't have a sense of the weight, the weightiness of what they're doing, the uh, the and how God's judgment will fall upon them, yeah. then you're not truly showing love to them because yeah. you may be mercifuling them into hell. Yeah, I mean, so. I guess the picture, an analogy that I've used before, you know, if someone's headed off a cliff— and they can't see it, but you're you're standing from a perspective that they're not, right. and you can see the cliff. You, you know, you could yell out to them nice things, right. and you can talk positive things to them. Hey, you know, you're you're walking real nice there. <laughs> you know, I I don't want to I don't want to trip you up, and I don't want to take you away from what your from your pleasurable walk. Right, right. You know, but no, going you need that to get, other direction, there's some beautiful trees. Yeah, you go trying to convince them to there. go in the other direction because yep. there's beautiful trees. I mean, sometimes you need to raise your voice and say, hey, you're headed toward a cliff. Right. You're going toward yeah. destruction. Yeah. Um, 
But again, I think your your tone could matter in right. that because you certainly don't want to frighten them so that they speed up all the more. Right. <laughs> you know, right? Exactly. You want to try to invite them to hey, yeah. How about not going toward that way? Right. It, it is a balance, and right. I think the Holy Spirit definitely will help us to strike yeah. that balance yeah. in a way that honors the Lord. Yeah. The um the second area, which is a dichotomy in terms of we, one is a negative and one of is a positive is. Faith versus fear yeah. in the light of, of obstacles. So these moms have real obstacles. Mm-hmm. We may not agree with them. Right, yeah. that they're, they're are, never a justification for they the murder nev- of fact, a child. We, right. We never agree that, that those should lead to the death of a child. But the fear is very real, very powerful. And sometimes there are stories that do seem, from a human standpoint, absolutely unsolvable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I to, mean, listen, I've had stories, I think you've shared this too, where you're dealing with a couple mm-hmm. or you're dealing with a mom. And she shares her story, and you're, you're thinking, like, okay, if there ever was a justification for for abortion, yeah. this is it. Right, I mean, right. we never never justify that, but yeah. you just think in your mind, it's like, okay. They what? really are and facing some tough some stuff. stuff. And so, uh, you know, on one hand, some a, a pro-life counselor who is, is trying to reach an abortion-minded woman cannot just dismiss right, their yeah. fears be, and made, make them feel unheard invalidated those fears are real to them yeah but on the other hand you don't want them living in that place of fear right you want to refocus on the only place where they will find truth and hope and truly a mind change towards life and that's in the lord faith absolutely faith submitting their life to to god so the balance there is is learning how to listen and make sure they feel heard, that their fears are recognized, mm-hmm. but the fears are not what should drive the decision. Yeah. And so one of I refocusing their attention, I'll give a, a short story that, that happened today, and then maybe you could talk about the um, the verses from Matthew about yeah, Peter absolutely. walking on the water, which I think really is a great illustration of of what we're talking about but today there was a couple that stopped to talk with me and they were very kind and very polite and they had a beautiful little um child in the back seat and they listened to me and said that they they knew that god would not have them do what they were about to do i remember seeing you up the the road talking to them car side yeah and you were talking to them at least 10 yeah i talked with them a long time and um and they they said they believed in god they knew abortion was wrong they knew that the child was a human being in the womb and they knew that they would love that that child as much as they loved the little baby in the back seat, and they were such good parents to the baby in the back seat. And I said, "Well, what is driving this? Why do you feel this is what you need to do?" And they said, "The coronavirus." They both were laid off from their job. They were already struggling, yeah. And now they had zero income and a landlord who was not willing to help. And so that fear had to be addressed, and yeah, that absolutely. was a legitimate yeah. fear. Yeah, I mean, you they, couldn't just shirk that off. I mean, think about no. how that conversation would go if you said. Well, that's no, that's no reason to murder Big a child. Big deal. Turn, turn your eyes on Jesus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Go yeah. and be well. Yeah. <laughs> be warm and filled. <laughs> exactly. So, um, uh, and and I think that that situation is is not uncommon. Maybe not quite as dire as theirs, but it's not uncommon. In fact, I would say every single time we 
confront an abortion-minded woman, there is something fueling, some fear of some sort, fueling her decision. The fear might be selfishness. It may yeah. be the fear of I mean, giving up herself. A lot of it is herself, rooted in selfishness, is but, for sure. But nonetheless, the, her eyes are on the obstacle, her fears, rather than on faith. Yeah. And so the Peter passage. Yeah, so a lot of you guys know this passage where you know the disciples are in a boat, and Jesus tells them to go on the other side of the Sea of Galilee. They go on the boat, storm rises up. And, you know, Jesus, of course, is on the mountainside praying, when he sends them out, the storm raises up. They think they're going to die. They see Jesus walking um, on the water. Peter says, you know, is afraid first. And Jesus says, well, don't be afraid. It's me. Peter says, well, if it's you, Lord, then then command me to come out. And so he commands him. Jesus, Jesus commands Peter to come out. Peter walks out on the water. And he's walking on the water yeah. until he starts looking at the wind and the waves around him. Then he starts to sink. The Lord right. reaches out. Grabs him and saves him, but the yeah. point is, you know, once he takes his eyes off of Jesus, right. faith, yeah. he starts to give give into the realm of fear. And mm-hmm. where does he do? He, he begins to sink under right. the water, and that is for for many of us right. as believers, we can fall into that. Yeah. But these mothers, well, they're already sinking a lot of times. They've already yeah. taken their eyes because many of them do say they believe in the Lord. And of course, right. you know. Obviously, we would question whether they have a real relationship with him if they're coming to an abortion clinic. Well, I hear them say, yes, I believe in God, but, but yeah. there's the <laughs> and, and, but. And something I say, <laughs> you put your butt in the way of God. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. Right. Trust in the Lord. Right. Don't put your butt in the way. Right. <laughs> but yeah, right. We, we get that. And, you know, if we're honest, as our, as you know, believers who... You know, I feel like I'm pretty serious about God, yeah. right? I feel like you are too. Yeah. Sometimes we put our butt in the way. Yeah, Sometimes we, we take our eyes off of the Lord and put our eyes on That's the right. circumstances around us. Yeah. Look at what we what we're facing here yeah. in this nation with the coronavirus yeah. scare and all of that. People yeah. are, you know, I trust you, Lord, but right, so I need I, to go buy, you know, kajillion rolls of toilet paper or <laughs> you know <laughs> all this stuff. I mean, there's a, a nice connection there. That's right, and some of our butts are bigger. <laughs> Yeah, that that is that is the case. <laughs> it seems, it seems so. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's not that there are there isn't practical wisdom and all of that stuff involved in that. But yeah. sometimes we do put our butt in the way of yeah. faith. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and we, we sink. get caught in the realm and of we fear. Sink. Yeah. And when we put our and so that 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 ability to to again validate the fears mm-hmm. that they're real. Yeah. We understand yeah. them. We've heard them, but. When you put your eyes on Jesus, that that's what we're commanded to do. There's so many verses. We won't go through them all, but there's yeah. so many verses that tell us, keep your eyes on, yeah. on the Lord. Yeah. The the command, I think we mentioned in the coronavirus uh, podcast we did, the command right. to fear not is right. the most uh, commanded command, yeah. <laughs> if you will, yeah. in the Bible. And God calls us to fear not. Yeah. So when we're as sidewalk counselors, mm-hmm. when we're speaking of those situations— We've got to come from a perspective of faith. And one of the things that we can do, and this is something I'll encourage you guys with, whether you're you know, ministering in a pregnancy center, whether you're ministering on the sidewalk, whether you're just you know, speaking about pro-life issues in general, is sharing stories of God's faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Sharing what you've seen God do in your mm-hmm. life, sharing what you've seen God do in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. We can share so many stories in those you know air quotes, impossible situations right. that we've encountered yes. on the sidewalk, yeah. we've seen God do some amazing things. Yeah. 
So we have reason to believe mm-hmm. that God is faithful. First mm-hmm. and foremost, we have his word that says he is. Mm-hmm. But also we have these experiences and these stories that we can share right. where God has come through. Yeah. So with that couple, I know you you share and you can share all mm-hmm. of what God has done and what God you've seen God do mm-hmm. in situations similar to theirs. Yeah. And then ultimately it boils down to the fact that there is no situation that justifies murdering a child. I mean, right. We keep that as a standard, right? right. Because God's right. word is the standard. And in a sense that we, we, we you said we validate those fears, mm-hmm. we, we do, I guess we give some legitimacy to those fears to say you actually hold to those fears. But listen, there's a God that right. you need to consider in the midst of those fears who says, fear not. And bringing that right. truth to bear right. and sharing stories where you've seen God's faithfulness is a powerful way to yeah. speak faith in to those fears. Yeah, and ultimately that is of of everything that we do that is I would say the most important thing that that we do as people who are interceding for the unborn yeah. is to remind people that there is a great God who loves the family, who knows that baby and has known that baby before he was born. Yeah. And that's who we need to put our trust and our faith in. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, basically what we wanted to to bring to you guys attention just in recording this podcast and encourage you guys with is that there is a balance of yes, bringing the truth that God is a God of justice, but also bringing the truth that God is a God of mercy, Mm -hmm. that we are to, as ministers of the gospel, bring the truth to bring the grace, to bring the mercy, to bring the wrath and these, Mm -hmm. these truths together in a beautiful picture of who our God is. Mm -hmm. He is a just God he is a loving God. Mm-hmm. He is a God of wrath. He is a patient God. Mm-hmm. And to bring those things and those truths to bear, to, to bring a balanced message mm-hmm. of this God, of his gospel, and of his view of these moms and, and their babies. Right. And it does take us getting in the Word. Mm-hmm. It does take us being in prayer and seeking God for his heart um, for these these babies and for these these women. And we minister mm-hmm. out of the heart of God. We're never going to miss it. We're going to get it. That's right. right. It's just That's hard right. to minister out of the heart of God yeah. and not to get into our own flesh. Yeah. So I hope you guys were encouraged by this podcast. I hope that you're blessed as you, as you've listened through. And you know, if you have some questions for us, you can certertainly reach out to me, D Parks at citiesforlife.com. You can reach out to Vicky V Casiorg at citiesforlife.com. And we ask, you know, you guys that, that listen to this and are blessed by it, share this podcast with other people, share it on social media, give us some feedback. You know, let us know that you're listening. Let us know that, you know, there are subjects that we've covered that you're blessed by or subjects that we haven't yet covered. Let us know if there's some things that we can do better. We'd certainly like to hear your feedback on that. We appreciate you listening. Until next time, God bless. Give me an outlet for love. Give me an outlet for gratitude. Nothing's too precious since I met you